Yes, guys, this is Masters Review. Uh, this is the Back Nine Pod, Season 3, Episode 14. And I'm going to say one thing right now. I love golf. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a, what a week. What a weekend. What a tournament. What a sport. Like, honestly, the Masters is the thing that really got me into golf, um, watching it as a kid. And it just, that that weekend, that that the way that everything went just brought it all back. I think the first thing I want to mention before we dive into the pod, guys, if you're brand new here, um, please do subscribe to the pod, like it. If you're on Podbean, Spotify, Apple, follow us, share it, do what you got to do. We appreciate all your support. Um, but we're going to talk about Josh's round of golf. He played some Easter golf. We've got Chopper of the Week, Tour Trash Talk, a little bit of tech talk around how we actually think pros shouldn't be associated with the brand. And then we have Tip of the Week. But first things first, Josh, on that Masters coverage, you were at my house and... Yes. That thing with Rory down the fairway. Now, oh. I know he went on to miss the cut and people would be like, just concentrate on your golf. But from a viewing perspective, every time we have a, a tournament now that's on TV, they are competing with YouTube. And what I mean yes. by that is you watch your favourite YouTuber, Alex Lee Golf and Josh Kinder. No, all jokes aside, you watch your best, well, whoever it is, Bob Does Sport, Good Good, good, good. whatever it is, they tell you and talk you through what shot they're going to hit. Oh, yeah. And I think, People want to see that, and I honestly think we're going to be seeing more and more of that, not only at the Masters, but in all of the majors to come. It's just what players are going to have to get used to. So we should, though. Like I think... It's, hey, we pay uh, enough for Sky, don't we? Well, that's a, well, yeah, that's the thing, but it's it's content-driven. It's entertainment. As much as it's sport, it's entertainment. And we've said it about having the big players there makes it a better... Um, competition like the elevator events and everything that we talked about around that but things like this are what draw people in like it was amazing not only to hear them having the conversation with Rory about how his rounds going and things like that but then to hear the conversation of him and his caddy them discussing the the shot with Rory what are you thinking here Rory what are you looking at that's like like they do it in cricket un- unreal. They? well yeah that's what I was going to say in cricket you get it where you've got someone in the field discussing what's going on and, and talking and or talking about an over they've just bowled and I think it's entertainment we can't get away from that yeah people will say well we missed the court we should be concentrating on his golf and let's not I'm not being funny here but Rory McIlroy talking through one shot and walking down one ferry with an ear, earpiece in is not affecting his round of golf no it's not in any on, slant, on DP anyway. World Tour they have um, a commentator walking down the ferry with a big exactly. boom mic on yeah. with all players even in the final round and I remember seeing Matt Wallace do it, and he still went on and won. Yeah, it, it, that it's. I think that that opinion it's just people finding an excuse to to give someone a bit of shit. Yeah, like and I don't I don't think it. I think it'll have no effect whatever because realistically he's having that conversation either in his head with himself or with his caddy. Like there, all he's doing is saying what he's thinking. Saying what you're seeing, yeah, so you're just not asking him. Are oh, you going to win this week, no, Rory? Exactly. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to. Don't, don't shank it. Don't shank it. They're not, they're not yeah. bad things. No. All, all it is is just to get an insight to what actually goes on in a tall player's head. Yeah, and and that's we look at look at. You mentioned YouTube. You look at full swing. Look at other sports. Cricket, they have it. Um, they've done behind the scenes in in football or soccer if you're in the states. They've done behind the scenes in American football. This is the way things go. People want to see more. People want to hear yeah. more. It's not just about the sport anymore. They do F one, the pit, pit, and the pit walk. Yeah, but they even don't necessarily not, sometimes get the players, but they some they're players. Uh, the the drivers. Are you a player of that F one car? But that's the other point. Strive to survive. It's all behind the scenes. It's all content, and that's what it's about. So, the more I think, 
the PJ Tour are doing it to keep up. And they've got to keep up because if they don't, the the what they are providing the what's the word? Service. No, it's not service. Content. The style. Oh my god. The word's gone out of my head. Oh, it's gonna really annoy me. The 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 <laughs> Product. Ah, there we go. That, we got it. Their product becomes worse, doesn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. they're not providing all this extras, which they should be, because it it makes it better. Hundred percent. Like, um, I don't know what you think of that. Reach out to us um, by email or or any form. Go to Bat Nine Films uh, on YouTube and, and right on the community page. Like, what do you think of that? I think it was one of the best things to happen on TV broadcasting yeah. for a very long time. But yeah. anyway, we'll get back to that Masters roundup because there's some big fallout. On that, but Josh, Easter round of golf. You played Sunday. I did. Sunday. Played Sunday morning. Did early you have any doors. Bunnies? Um, any bunnies? I had a few bogeys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, do you know what? I actually played, played quite nice. Um, did you play Bramwell Park? Didn't you? Bramwell Park. I'm not trying to think when the last time I played that. I must have been. It must have been pushing ten, ten years. Oh, you played longer. there with me. No. Down Wheatley. No, I can't remember who I played there with. But I played. I've, no, I've played there once. Um, it was a very, very long time ago, and I played a lot better this time. Um, shot an 83 round, of course, I don't know. One over my handicap for, for the course because I get 12 shots there. Um, so yeah. par 70. Par 70, yeah. Um, played played really nice, actually. Played really nice. New clubs are working well. You got used to the longer rounds being longer. Yeah. And the short rounds being short. I hit probably the purest six out of the rest of my life. Yeah, I think they're going to be. They're just unlike, like I'd say, like I use them, like they're just a lot easier to hit in the sense yeah. of one, they're just newer, yeah, a bit more tech. They're basically an update of what you got, but yeah, with, exactly. in a variable length, and it's just yeah, they're just a nice club. Do you know one thing that I like about them as well is they have the look of a blade. They don't almost. look chunky on the top line, yeah, but when you obviously look at them on underneath the bottom, they're obviously a. They're a muscle back, aren't they? Well, yeah, they're they're, they're, well, no, I, I don't even. I, I, they're not a game improver. They're not a muscle back. I don't know what sort of category yeah. you put them in, but but they're not a blade either. No, like but like in between, aren't they? Yeah, they're like they're great. I love. They them. are really good. Yeah, really, really good. So uh, it's good to hear that you play well. Driver, how was that? Uh, nice. Not one hook. Hmm? Not one hook. Anything I lost well, was I'm right. I'm going to say, I'd say in the last seven episodes of this podcast, you haven't hit a hook. No, I don't think I have. Or maybe in this whole season three. Yeah, a- a- anything I lost was right, and I can deal with that. I don't mind that. Did you hit out of bounds on that par five? No. Fifth. Okay, that doesn't matter no. if you miss it right there. And obviously, if you miss it right in the right place, right in the right place, then it doesn't matter anyway. I hit, a, I hit to that par five, I hit driver five wood. It was playing long. Driver five wood and then chipped on and missed the birdie put. And it was a short birdie put as well. Good par. <laughs> <laughs> but good to hear you play well, mate. Yes. Um, we're going to range tomorrow night. You'll listen to we this are. on Thursday evening. Um, or Friday morning. It'll be Thursday evening. I know, but they might not be listening to it. I know, Thursday they might not be. Well, hopefully listen to it. We're going to range on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're going with Tom again, so we'll get some bit of goss from him. Not goss, but he's been to the Masters. Yes, um, yes. So we want to hear... And he played Hilton Head. He also played... uh, Yeah, we were playing the RBC this week. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Not Harbertown. Harbertown, Harbertown. yeah, Harbertown. Harbertown. Um, So, um, yeah. Uh, we'll bring that we'll bring to some, next week's pod. I've got a new head cover, and I think Josh might have a few goodies as well from the Masters. God, I'm excited. So, uh, yeah, very, very exciting. Okay, Bryson DeChambeau, why have you got him down as Chop of the Week? I've put him down as Chop of the Week um, for one reason and one reason only. I like Bryson DeChambeau. Mate, okay. you were his poster. You, yeah. you were a poster in your bedroom, mate. Yeah. 
I like Bryson DeChambeau, right? Not quite that much, but I like him. I like what he's done for the game of golf. I like how he looks at things differently. However, that guy has shot himself in the foot. He can't hit his hat at Augusta, can he? Since he... Firstly, you don't come out and say, oh, it's pretty much a par 67. That's why he's dropped the week. Two years ago, he came out and said, oh, it's a par 67 for me because I hit it so far. Well, Bryson, you've, got, you've shot nowhere near that since. You missed the cut again this year, therefore making you chopper of the week. Do you agree? I totally agree. Now, can I show you this, right? So there's there's some stats. I was on... trying to find this and I couldn't find it. So there's a stat on what he has shot. Bryson's record. Since he said that, made that comment. Yeah. It just what why are you searching that? I'm gonna give my full full thoughts on this. What a stupid thing to say. Whether you think it or not, you don't say that because all that's going to happen is, I know you're a confident guy, he's a confident guy, he's a very, very good golfer, but all that's going to happen is, when you don't shoot 67 or less, because you're saying it's a par 67, you're, sh- you're just making a rod for your own back. And he's not been able to, to do it there. Even with him slowing his swing down, trying to control the ball a bit more, like, don't, just, just don't, just don't do that to yourself. But my point being is... He's obviously thinks it's capable because of distance, and he. But then they've actually lengthened thirteen. They've lengthened. Which I love, by the way. Fives. Makes so, that hole so good. Yeah, it was good it, anyway. It goes but. from like three wood, eight iron par five to driver, and then maybe having to possibly hit like five wood yeah. or definitely. I mean, most people were laying up. Yeah, and it makes it. The the course was amazing anyway, um, but it makes that that hole so much more. There's so much more thought around it, isn't there, for the players? Um, we saw some amazing shots into there where people weren't laying up, but I think, again, it makes scoring hard, doesn't it? Because that was a hole where players looked at it and thought, that's an eagle chance, definitely birdie. Yeah. Whereas now, you're looking at, is it, an eagle, is it birdie? What am I going to get away with? Do you know what I mean? Like, am I gonna, can I get there in two? Especially with the way the weather was as well, which we will talk about. Um, it's... It's a hole where previously the ball might have rolled a bit around the corner or they could shape it around the corner. They can't do that now. The ground's wet, so it's not rolling as much, or if at all, and then therefore making it even longer. I just think the changes they've made, I know people have talked about being sceptical, but the changes that they've made were just brilliant. Really good. Have you found it? I have found it. Okay. Here we go. Since the comments, Bryson Chambeau has only recorded three rounds under a par 72. His record back, uh, record on 80 back in 2022, missing the cut. Um, then he obviously had his, his injury. But his ultimate scoring average since 2022 in the comment has been 75.58. So he shot an average of 75 since 2020? Yeah. No, he, since 2020, yeah. When he made that comment? Yeah. Oh, obviously within that period he's had an injury and stuff like that. That is just ridiculous. So yeah, that is why he's chopper of the week. I, I, you know what? I agree. I agree. Just another note: we're doing this podcast live here, Josh, and um, look what's just been revealed. What's revealed? Ooh, Cobra unveils limited edition fiftieth anniversary Aerojet. We do have one of them to give away as well. Another Boom. giveaway. Another so giveaway. keep your eyes or keep your ears uh, on here um, to find out. Eyes on back nine and Alex Hurley Golf. Yeah. I so all, all all three platforms because um, we're going to be giving them away across 
all of them, which is a seriously cool prize. It's like black and gold. Anyway, we'll back back into tech talk later. trash talk Okay, Josh, Masters, let's start off. Weather will have played a massive, massive part. But I'm going to say right now, right, I loved 27 holes just purely because I sat in the chair from about 12 o'clock, fell asleep around... Four till seven, and then woke up for the last like fourteen holes. Woke up for the woke up for the um because because I guess the last group didn't go out until seven thirty, something like that. Seven thirty three. Seven thirty three. So that was just brilliant for me. Like I know obviously it's not ideal for the players having to play more holes in one day and things like that, but and it was a shame that we got no golf really on the Saturday uh, because of the weather. No, that's right. But it was terrible. Mate, you see the picture of the greens? They were totally underwater. That's the thing. And no matter how good the ground staff are, which are, they are unbelievable, no matter how good the systems are they've got, these air systems they've got, you can't no. do anything about that. Like they, they even had staff, ground staff, like squeegeeing yeah. the, light, the, the greens before... Puts were hit. You know what? I definitely thought, right, they said to themselves, even though it was a little bit dodgy, they 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 definitely they definitely had in the back of their head, right, we need to get a certain amount of holes done here Saturday. Yeah. To give us the time, weather dependent, obviously all being good, and they knew it was obviously gonna be pretty good on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, right, okay, we need the last group to have played at least four holes or something. Yeah. So that gives them the time to finish. You draw, get the other people back out, and then get the last group out. Yeah, because they didn't want to. They didn't want to go to a Monday, did they? Which they've never no, they've not like, done it however. Especially long. when you've got an elevator event to follow. Yeah. There's so many implications when you have a Monday finish. It just knocks on the rest of it, and you've just seen a lot of withdrawals, yeah. especially from the big players. Which is another story in tour trash talk this week. Yeah. Okay, but Ram takes home. Well, the green before we jacket. go into that, we need to talk about the trees. Oh God, like, yeah, frightening. Like, I know obviously they... You've seen the jokes on that, by the way. No. <laughs> Greg Norman was there chopping them down. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Somebody made a joke that Greg Norman... Obviously, it's all... They can be a joke because nobody yeah, got, no injured. got hurt. Yeah, um, But there's a joke with Greg Norman, like, there, like, sneaking behind a tree with a chainsaw, like... Yeah, well, I've seen... I, what I did see was... Um, obviously, the, the, the trees fell down on Friday, didn't they? Mm. Uh, somewhere in front of the 17th tee... Um, I saw a clip of it, of it happening, and obviously they fall quite slow, don't they? Yeah, you can see it happening. People get they're, away. Mate, I, 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 I would say they're like three houses high. Oh, they're huge, mate! Huge trees, and they fall reasonably slow. You can see it happening. People get away, which is great. Like no one was hurt, but I saw something. It was like this lad like running away, and um, it was something like, "If you're in this lad's family, you should be fuming at him." All you had to do was take one for the team and you'd have masters tickets for life. Or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like frightening. Obviously, it's nature, isn't it? You can't do anything about it. But the fact that they managed to... This is, again, talking about the staff there, the green staff. They were gone. Like, got rid of. Like, out of the way. All cleared up. Sorted. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, Mad. absolutely unbelievable. Uh, but right, yeah, let's talk golf. We'll talk weather. Let's talk golf. Welcome to the Weather Channel. <laughs> John Rahm. We have lovely weather today. We've got a glorious evening. Winds of between 20 and gusts of it 35. Is, it has been windy. Um, temperature outside is 15 and feels warm. it was. <laughs> Let's talk John Rahm. How good was he, by the way? Mate. Do you know what impressed me the most was his driving? Aim down the left, day, fade it. Aim down every, the left, fade every it. Every single drive. Apart from when he needed to draw it. Yeah, and he's got his little trick for that. He? Which you can see on Alex Lake Golf. It's going out tonight. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> but un- unbelievable performance. To start the week with a 
double bogey and a four putt on the very first hole to winning it is just shows the golf that he is. Firstly, mental state. That would ruin a lot of people. It ruined, I'd say, 95% of the field. Yeah. And then... Well, you to... saw it with, uh, with Ernie Els, didn't you? One yeah. year. Like, he, yeah. he did that and he couldn't hold a putt for, like, year. two or three yeah. years. Yeah. Like... Not the Masters, by the way, just in general. That, so, to do that and come back and win against the competition that he had, like, let's have it fair, the scoring was close. All week, the scoring was close. By the he way, only can really... I say one thing? Go on. What was your winning score? I said 15... What was it? 12. You said 9. That's why I win. I know, right in the middle. It's right in the middle. Thank oh. you very much. Round down. <laughs> to be fair, Dave texted me, he said 1200 would win when we put yeah, the what? last on, week. On the no, third hole. <laughs> yeah, on the 18th hole, <laughs> Dave texted me saying. Dave, good no, guess. Yeah, very good guess. Um, no, what I was going to say was, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, with the competition is as tough as it was and the scoring as close as it was, I, I think that it wasn't until, what, back nine, maybe from 13 onwards, that you looked at him and you thought, yeah, he's got it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was close. And to be as consistent as he was, having had that start, is just phenomenal. Like, the guy, I absolutely believe now, as much as we've waxed lyrical on here about um, Scotty Scheffler, I fully believe that, John Rahm is the best in the world. Does that set him? Yeah. Does that set so. him like above Scheffler and above Rory? I think just the way he played, like the way that he's gone about it, the the consistency. He was there from the start, other than his double bogey start. Do you know what I mean? Like he he had that. I'm gonna say, it, I know you laugh when I do say it, but he had that when DJ won it, walked around like he owned the place. He had that about him. I don't think he did, you know. But in a good way, not in the bad way. I think he had confidence in his own ability to perform. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and 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 I think when you when you look at him, he just looked reliable. That's what I can't say what it is about it. Like this is this sounds really bad, but when you see Rory McIlroy play, it is probably equally impressive, or is equally impressive, if not even more impressive. But you know, there's going to be some shit in there somewhere, a bit yeah. of swashbuckling. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Iran, like, there's only one bad tee shot I can really think of, apart from the 18th, which was horrific. But equally, I think that was because the pressure had sort of gone and he'd sort of switched off maybe. It's a bit like, yeah. oh shit, now I've still got to perform when actually there's no pressure. It, and you come down off a, like sort of like a massive, a low after concentration-wise. I think it would be quite hard to get in that mental state. But yeah. that one on 17 where he's on the right and then he hit that faded 7 iron landed back left and he sort of used a slope to come yeah. back to the flag. I mean, yeah. that for me was like two of the, I mean, two of the best shots I've seen in a long time. Yeah, like ridiculous. And you mentioned it there, we've got it written down. So he started with a four-put double bogey and finished on 18 on Sunday with a drive that Man, didn't, I even, believe it. didn't even reach the fairway. He hit provisional and the commentator was like... I've never seen that. No, I've never seen no. anyone hit provisional. I've never seen anybody hit provisional, especially when leading. Yeah. But that must be so, so narrow. And then... The thing is, right, I put it in this perspective. So think of, there's a really tough hole at Northenden where it's sort of... compare Northenden with Augusta. No, 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 no. But what I mean is, if you fade it, the trees are like quite close. Uh, so you've played Bramall, haven't you? Yes. So if I said to you, the 11th hole, dog leg left. Dog leg left. 11th hole. Par four, long one. Dog leg left. Anyway, my point being, right, that... Let me draw it for you. Pass the pen. 
So my point being, the T's here. I'm trying to go through my head, the holes. T's here. This is the hole. Like that. There's a big yeah. oak on the corner here. Yeah. Right. It's obviously made for a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's trees all here. Now, some of that fades it, you can't start it left enough to bring it in. Yeah. Oh, so, so like it's like the um, the 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 sick that may. Yeah, exactly like that. Trees all the way down left hand side. You can't start yeah. it left enough, yeah. and that that that's almost like the only tee shot. Even though actually you look at it and go, yeah, it's perfect for him that because it's a left to right hole. Yeah. He's always just started it a little bit too left, and he's Mate, just gone. Started it a little bit. He wanged Mate, it. Mate, it's, it's he narrow. He wanged it. I honestly don't think he's wanged it there. Mate, he's not wanged he it. He proper wanged it. And I think it's fair, but I think it's brilliant that I saw a thing and it was like, they're human. He started with a four-put uh, four double and Finish finished without reaching the fairway. We can all do it. Did he bogey the last, did he? No, he parred it. Parred it. So he hit driver, then he hit provisional, which obviously didn't matter. They wedged it on. Then he, he hit, was it like, it'd be like a five iron probably, and then wedged it to about five feet. Five foot, about four foot. Unbelievable. <sighs> like, brilliant. But... Okay, Josh, you've got an unpopular opinion now. My unpopular opinion. John Ram's crap at golf. No, my unpopular opinion is I would have preferred Brooks Kepka to win. That is a very unpopular opinion. Yes. And let me give you the reason why. You might have just lost a lot of people listening to the podcast. I love John Ram. I think John Ram's amazing. But let me give you the reason why. We were talking all last week about Liv, PJ, PJ, Liv, first time we got together really and all this and that. Yes, then... Him and Mickelson coming second, I think, I think, is a big statement. We'll, we'll talk about that. I think it's a big statement for Liv. I think if he wins it, it's unbelievable for golf. Why? Because it piles the pressure on for the PGA Tour players going into the next few majors. The conversation then turns from, wait a minute, these guys aren't playing as much, blah, 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 blah. What's the right way to do it? It, then, it carries on that conversation. It stops. And then it makes the PGA Tour do more it stops the conversation that live golf's not competitive yeah but equally i think what Mac, what what mcelroy what um kepka and um mickelson and reed yeah did what's that yeah I yeah do, I, I think that takes the whole argument out of play yeah and you know what i liked about the the coverage of it there was no talk of that yeah. a lot of the conversation around these guys brooks kepka in, in particular was almost like right let's have this right if he hadn't gone to live, it's easy, easy top 10 player in the world. Easy. easy. Like, the guy's a joke. And in, uh, injury aside. Injury aside, and we're going to well, talk injury, about injury, that as well. Injuries, injuries are for everybody, aren't they? So. Of course they are, but that, that look, that, I, and I, I have, don't want this to be twisted into a sense of, I didn't want John Ram to win, because I'm really happy John Ram won. I thought it, it was written in the stars that John Ram won, and 100%. the reason it was, Seve's birthday, there was something about... He was number 69, uh, 49, 40 years, and ninth time he would have played something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it was the... It was the Sevy's birthday, 40 years since Sevy last won it. Um, it was 2023 and something like the last four um, Masters played in a year that ended with a three have been won by uh, in European players or something. Um, and the guy Was it like nine it. years since Sergio as well? Something. I don't, I've got so no idea. Some, there, was, there was something like yeah. that in Spanish, but yeah, I mean, it was written in the stars, but I do have to slightly agree with your unpopular opinion. I just think, because I think it changes the whole dynamic of golf even more. It changes the, the, the rhetoric of golf. It changes the conversation of golf. Because I think people people need to remember, yes, these guys are going to live, but it doesn't make them bad golfers. 
Mm. I won't be surprised if, if one of the majors goes to a live golf this year. Probably Brooks Kepka. I think it will. And they need to, though, if they lose their exemption, obviously, well, in the end, they, they won't be able to play. This was the other thing. If he wins it, A, it gives him more exemption, but again, it, it, it opens up that conversation of, we need this needs to be sorted out. We need to have these guys coming together, playing these four events every year, because look at the product that it's giving us. Look at the entertainment it's providing. All it is is you've got to think it's the best golfers in the world playing the best tournaments. Yeah. No matter if they play Live, no matter if they play PGA Tour, DP World, you want the best golfers in the world playing. Of course you do. Now, just on that Live, what a, what a massive point if Sam Bennett, the low amateur, went to goes and plays Live. God. I can't, I, oh. Is that that hey, lad, the, the World's one amateur? Here you go, Sam. Here's 40 million. 20 million now. 20 million after the year's done. Come play live golf for four years. Yeah, you would do, wouldn't you? Or tie it up. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'd be daft not to. From a financial. But like the, the the number one amateur in the world went, didn't he, last year? That's what I mean. So, so how how much how put it this way? There's definitely conversations going on about getting him to play live golf right now. Definitely, hundred percent. There is one hundred percent. Right, let's talk about Brooks Kepka then, uh, because this was a big talking point. Commanding performance. Oh, mate. The one thing I'd so say, though, good. Josh, like, John Ram has been in a purple patch since the start of the year. Yes. Brooks Kepka's just come off the back of injury, and the week before... Been in a purple patch for a week. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I think, sort of, that was... He's just a, still a bit rusty, is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, and I agree. I think that sort of showed on the Sunday, didn't it? Like, it was one of them where, similar to Rory at um, the Open last year... I don't think Kepka lost it. I did. He definitely did. I, I he shot not, three over, mate. Yeah, but equally, Ram was f- unbelievable on the last day. Similar to Cam Smith. I know he shot three over, and I, and I understand that, yes. He definitely he, lost he it. Missed, but no, he, I don't think he did. Definitely did. Mate, I do If he shoots I, level par, it's yeah. a different tournament. Level par. Mate, level but, par for him is a bad round. But I think you look at the way that, the, you look at the way that he played, yes, he'd left some putts out there, and he wanged it a little bit on a maybe three or four holes I just think that it was almost like John Rahm was this is mine I'm taking this do you know what I mean I disagree I I don't think look obviously Kepka could play better (laughs) on the final round of course he could but I I just think John Rahm took took the scuff took it by the scuff of, his, scuff of the neck and and went and won no no he definitely took it by the scuff of the neck but Brooks Kepka let him yeah maybe Maybe I just think it was. I think it was brilliant entertainment. But I think he'll win one. He's got to, if he carries on the form that he's got, and he's evidently enjoying his golf again. Mm. You look at the you look at the guy that we saw in the full swing series, broken man, and you compare him to the, like the last two weeks where he's won and then come tied second. He's like a completely different person. Yeah, he's a totally different guy. Isn't he? Yeah, and he looked confident. Mm. He looked like he was gonna win it. He looked like the Brooks Kepka that we knew before he got injured. Um, so here's a question I put to you if he hadn't have got injured does Brooks Kepka go to live or not oh that is such a tough question because it almost came out it sort of all the, that was what the conversation was over the weekend was that he went to live because he didn't know how long his career was going to be he didn't know if he was going to be able to get over for his injury he I'll was really honest. struggling does he go yeah I don't know you know I think he does I really do. I think it's massive because he came out and said that. He came out and said that 
I was injured. I just think it's too much for, for, for him, who clearly likes golf, but me, I'm generalising here, and I could have this complete wrong, but doesn't strike me as a student of the game, i.e. Matt Fitzpatrick. He's doing it purely for the money. Now, I know Matt Fitzpatrick's doing it for the money, but he's a bit more, of, in my eyes, and I might be doing Brooks disservice here, a bit more of a student of the game. I honestly think he would have still taken that money. I mean, he may have, and it's, we're all, it's all hypothetical, this, isn't it? I just think, you look at how he played, and you look at the player that he was before he got injured, he's in that bracket of John Rahm, mm. Roy McIlroy, Scott Scheffler, He's in that top echelon of player that are winning events all the time. Money wouldn't be an issue. Do you know what I mean? I think that his fear was, shit, this knee injury is worse than I thought. I've had surgery. I can't read a port for crying out loud. They're offering me 130 mil. I would be stupid not to take it. In hindsight, maybe he'd have been like, obviously if he could see what he's like now and where his game's back to where it was, it'd have been more inclined not to go. But like you said, at that time, in that situation, it was a stupid decision for him not to take it. Because mm. he could have easily be injured next year, the way his career was going, and not be able to play again. Yeah, and I think for him to... I think for him to come out and have that conversation, that and we are of... paraphrasing, because but he did have a have an interview where he was almost like, look, I was injured. Like, I didn't know how long, long my career was going to be. Mm. It, it, it says to me that in his head he's thinking... He would go back if he could. I, I I think in the back of your mind, you're sort of of Anthony Kim. Yeah, he oh, 100%. What, top 10 in the world, got injured. And, where is he now? Exactly. Where is exactly. he now? I mean, he, he, I mean, I'm sure he earned a lot of money in his career, but this sounds a really bad thing for me to say, but if you earn 10 million, right, in your career, it's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money when you've no. got the lifestyle these guys have. No, and that, it's not a lot of money when you take it, all the things you've got to take away yeah, from that. Yeah, so, like, let's say he had 10 million in his bank account. That ain't going to last him, the way he, the lifestyle when they play. No, Private no. jets, fancy cars. Yeah. When you get, at their level, used to seeing the money that Anthony Kim had, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like Brooks Kepler was having come rolling in, yeah. you get used to having a lifestyle that fits that. Yeah, yeah. And I I th- you said, I think his, his, his whole fear was maybe that Anthony Kim thing of, Shit, if I get injured here, like I'm never gonna play again. Because the PJ tour, yeah, you're paying to a pension, but you probably can't get that to you no. too much later. I know sports no. people's a little bit different. But here you go, Josh. Here's a question for you. Does the performance of Kepka and Mickelson strengthen what Live Golf is? Yes. Purely because it shows that doesn't you don't have to play on the PJ tour to be Finishing top in so these does that set, does that almost say to the world golf rankings like why the hell 100%, do we man. not have these boys accounted in this 100% I mean they're, they're obviously so I saw something that came out so pre-masters Phil Mickelson was ranked 475th in the world mm. he's now ranked 72nd so he went up 353 places after finishing seven, after finishing second yeah um, Kepka 118th gone up to 39th so he's now in that top 50 bracket. How long that stays, I don't know. Brighton down seven, obviously. Patrick Reed up 25, back into the top 50 in the world. After one event. To 45th, yeah. Uh, DJ down one to, to 70th. Like, there's, something has to be done. Because I say it again, we need these guys mm. coming together and playing. Mm. Because guess what? Having P- 
PJ Tour versus Live Golf on the final day of the Masters was fucking brilliant. Mate, even even the even the commentators are saying that. So speaking of the final day of the Masters, <laughs> slow play. No, just Honestly, go with that stat. Start with that stat. That stat um, is flipping ridiculous. So this is a stat that's come out on Twitter and Instagram um, after the round, and it's something like Kepka and Ram throughout their final round spent around 97 minutes sat down also I mean, on tea boxes on tea boxes so if you also seen uh kepka's um sort of commentary um or interview afterwards around the fact that i'm paraphrasing here that john ram went to the loo about seven times throughout that round and they were still waiting for the group yeah. ahead which the group ahead were hovland and cantley now yes. I don't I know in front of them I think you had Matsuyama as well, but And you also had who also Sam Bennett was in front of Yeah, who's he was equally very, very slow. But it seems to be that um Cantley's got the whole rap for this. Now, if you think and look at this whole thing and and we've done a story on this, um Hovland is a important guy, yes. So notoriously like you think they're slow. But I think what gets me is right, you can be a slow player and walk quick. Right. Okay. So you can sort of account for that, and you can nullify it a little bit if you walk really quick. Okay. But there's one video that's emerged Can't on the thirteenth, mate. On the twelfth, going over the bridge. Thirteenth, isn't it? Thirteenth. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Where Hovland is playing his chip, and Cantley is about seventy yards back down the fairway, mm-hmm. other side of Ray's Creek. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, if you're playing a chip onto the green, like, say I'm playing with you, Josh, and you're playing a chip onto the green. Let's just say the ninth at Mochmore. I'm pretty much walking onto the green at the same time. Well, what's he been doing? The only, only thing is, he may have taken a drop. Up. No, has he laid up? Mm. And he's hit from. Hovland's gone there, gone for it in two, and made there to the green. Has Cantley laid up and then played on? And then, Hov- but in that time, Hovland's walked, walked over and stood back. That's the only thing where I would say that yeah. could be the case. But it caveat. doesn't look good. No, that's the only caveat. But one thing I would say, like, why is he. Only just there. If you hit the yeah. shot and Hovland's chipping, like you at least should be near the green, nearest the green than that. Yeah. I know what you're saying there, but equally, I don't think Hovland would have been around the other side of Ray's Creek playing the shot because it would have been in his eye line. Because the way yeah. you play it, you'd have played like up to come like back down the slope. Yeah, true. So, yeah. but I, I don't know. I mean, we, we don't know that. But my point being is that that's so slow. And there's another video this week emerged. Oh, mate. The, the, so there's a video that's come out today of him on a tee box at the RBC Heritage. And he, like, he must be waggling the club. So that's a, a golf term. Those that might be new. A waggle is what you tend to do before you hit the ball. So yeah, you're basically like getting comfortable. The yeah. Moving the club there. Getting comfortable in your stance and et cetera, et cetera. Some people tap the club on the ground to like calm the nerves, things like that. He must be waggling the club for about, and I'm not even exaggerating here, a minute. Maybe just less, 40 seconds. That is too long. You know it what? doesn't sound long, but you do that every mm. shot. He's a slow putter as well. Maybe. But you do that every shot, that is a lot of minutes. You know what gets me right? And how little do you see the PJ Tour, DP Will Tour, RSA, USJ actually find people? No, you never ever see. No. I promise you this. You never ever see. Like I've seen it a few times, but nobody actually really get fined. Where the ref is with the group, saying, "Come on, lads, you gotta go." You might get one warning. It it takes a lot to get yeah. that. You get one warning as a group, and yeah. then you all sort of hurry along. But 
There should be a warning if you're slow. Tough. And the other you're thing enough is, time. the other thing is, not only if you're playing behind him, and I, I, we spoke about this just before the podcast. I fully believe that this this can having to wait that long, having to spend ninety seven minutes sat on tee boxes, can hugely hugely affect your rhythm as a player. It golf is a, golf is a game of rhythm. It's a game of rhythm. It's a game of like getting in the zone and trying to stay in it as long as you can. John Rahm maybe is just lucky in this situation where he was able to do that and Brooks Kepka wasn't and because it can have a massive effect on you. Of course it can. If you're just sat waiting, even when even when you're playing on a golf course like and play slow and you're waiting and I'm not one for putting my hands on, on my hips but it can affect you. Do you know what I mean? Of course it can affect you. Teapotting. Teapotting, hate teapotting. Or... But you know, Patrick Cantley came out and said basically like if you look at rounds over the last 20, 20 years they haven't taken any longer over the last 10, 20 years, because he gets all the stats, apparently, because of the Players' Advisory Council. Another excuse that he had, I say excuse, but another thing that he's saying is the fact that the Greens, excuse me, are so tough at Augusta, like, it takes a long time to read them. Like, the shots are so tough. Which I get, I'd get. But I think it comes into more than that, doesn't it? Of course it does. It's it's, it's the whole slowness to the whole freaking thing, as opposed to... You've obviously got two the opposite end of the spectrum, John Ram and Brooks Kepka, choose your club, go, boom, hit. Yeah, exactly. They are literally like... But that's how it should be. Of course it should. That's how it should be. Right. Let's um, talk about some other quick quick bits here. Phil Mixon tied the lowest uh, round at Augusta at the Masters, 27 years after doing it yep. first time. Massively impressive. Very, very impressive. And as you mentioned, Sam Bennett was the lowest amateur. I think he's the only amateur to make the cut. Uh, Pretty sure. Was he? It's impressive that Andy was... He was Tied, not tied, or two shots back going into the third round. I said to somebody, if he wasn't in the final group third round, he would have finished top ten, I reckon. I think the whole thing... Yeah, which which is going to put him in great stead. Something like a stat he would have earned, $216,000 if he was a pro. Yeah, just ridiculous. Like, unbelievable performance from him. Uh, We've got to briefly talk about Rory missing the court, man. Oh, my God, Rory, man, what are you doing? I mean, what were our picks, by the way? I know I I had Kepka top... Oh, there goes the mic. I kept top five, I think, or top ten. So I was one right. I had Scheffler. Here we go. Here we go. So, here we go. Well, mine were really bad. I would do that and go. Mine really shit. (laughs) So here we go. So, obviously, Rory missed the cut, which we're actually going to own to him because he's pulled out of the RBC this week. There's some talking points on that. But um, So, my picks were, Josh, Smith to win. Yeah. Rory to finish top five. Ooh. And Hutton to finish top ten. Ooh. To be fair, Josh, you did a lot better than me. I did indeed. You had Scheffler to win. Yeah. You then had Brooks Kepka to finish top five. Did. Oh, Boom. What a you, shout. Well done. Well what done. a shout. Thank you. Well done, thank, sir. Thank, well done, thank sir. you, thank you. Uh, then you had Max Homer to finish top ten. So fair play. Did Max Homer finish top ten? That's the question. Let me pull it up. Uh, no. No. But, you... but I had Kepka. I can't believe neither of us picked Ram. What idiots. Well, I think I actually stopped you from picking him. Yeah, you did. Because it's a boring Do you know what? um, (laughs) Dave texts me saying um, something like, just listen back to the podcast from last week. You call yourselves yourselves experts, something like that. My response was, I had no point if I ever call myself an expert. No, no, no. (laughs) Do not take tips from us, people. Don't ever take (laughs) tips from us. You'll probably go bankrupt very, very quickly. Okay, um, so others... Well, obs- do you want to talk Tiger? Yeah, I was going to say, Tiger. Oh, Plantar fasciitis. It was painful to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think he's done. 
honestly, like I know this is. Uh, give I, him a buggy. Just give him a buggy. He's not allowed a buggy, is he? Though. I honestly just I, make a rule up so he can let him go. He's done. There, there's no reason why I couldn't have a buggy. I used to say I'd rather shoot, watch him shoot 82, but I wouldn't. Not when he looked. He looked in pain. Yeah, but like this is what I'm saying, right? This he is, was walking like an old man. Well, this is my point. His golf, I feel, as a golfer, he is arguably as good as he has been. Not in his pomp, but do you know what I mean? When he won it in 2019, yeah, he's, he's as good as that now. And he can actually chip now, whereas yeah. he couldn't chip. His game time. is fine. He's got a ball speed of 180 still, or whatever it is. Like He's not struggling. The walking is killing him. If they've got anything about him, as a tour... You can't do that, though. It's unfair. Let him have a buggy. No, he can't do that. Why not? You can't do that. Why not? Because part of the game of golf is a physical thing. You'll get all sorts of people saying they're injured, wanting to get a buggy. You yeah, can't do it. Mate, they get... The guy... It'll never happen. He's... Well... It's going to stop you right there. It'll never happen. I, 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 I think something needs to happen. People said live would never happen. Look at that. Mate, you can't have a field of 150 players and one of them has a buggy. You just no, 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 no. They're gonna. Sorry, it's dispensation. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry the you t- had to hear that on the podcast. Call it the um, tiger rule. I'm telling I'm, you. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry you had to no. hear that. Um, I do apologise. Josh is meant to be our in-house expert, and uh, T- cheers. <laughs> and that was a really bad comment from no, him. No, I don't think it is. You can't do that. Why not? You can't. What advantage? Okay, you okay, okay. What advantage do you gain? The guy can't walk, man. <laughs> Well, he can't so, play the game. So, he can't walk, so he's not gaining advantage by... Okay, here you go. Or, or, here you go. Because he's no, not no. going to make his okay, golf game so any better, is let's it? Let's put this... Let, yes, it is, because no, he is. can actually get around the course. he can hit it. Yeah, but guess what? They can all hit it, and they've all got legs that work. Yeah, but part of the game of golf is the tiring bit, is the walking. Yeah, but they don't get no. tired, do they? So, here you go. Not, they don't get tired, because they're not tired. It's not like me carrying my bag around Northern, is it? He's got someone carrying his bag. The guy literally can't walk. Just let him get in a cart, or someone push him in a wheelchair or something. Honestly... The game of golf still needs Tiger Woods, and that is how you get him to play. I'm, I'm not apologising for it. Dispensation, the Tiger Woods rule, I'm telling you now. Rule 531.2. Let's move on. If your name is Tiger Woods, you're allowed a buggy. Other stats. Fred Couples becomes the oldest player to make the cut. Very impressive, Freddie. Mr. Smooth. Tiger Woods equals um, a consecutive record 23 cuts made. Also very impressive, someone who can't walk. <laughs> Sure. You can't. And Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest player to finish in the top five. Live golfer. Right. Okay, so let's talk RBC. So Rory McIlroy has pulled out. We have seven, Elevator. We have 17 of the world's top 20 playing this week. Which I think... Look, I think the Elevator events are great, but come on. It's just been the Masters, which is arguably one of the most taxing weeks for a golfer yeah. mentally. I don't think schedule-wise they've done well putting this here. They've not thought about it. No, and, but it's, and it's the RBC's always been after yeah. Of course it has, yeah. But one thing I would say, right, Rory was the big advocate. He was the face of the PGA Tour, but he, he was the innovator towards these elevator events. Yeah. And basically the rules are they are obligated to play. There are certain players that are obligated to play because they're bigger purses, they spon- the sponsors are promised the big players and they can only miss one in 2023. This yeah. is Rory's second. He missed Century Tournament of Champions. Now he's missed this one. Um, I just think, well, I don't know. John Rahm came out, didn't he, and said he made a promise to be here. Whether he shoots 82 or, or not, he said he'd be here. So I think I think scheduling-wise, it's a bad idea. If, if it doesn't work from a schedule point of view, I know it's always after the Masters, just don't make it an elevator event. 
And I know obviously maybe RBC have said that they want it and things like that, but you've got to also think about the players. And that goes back to the live golf thing, doesn't it? <laughs> like you've got to think the players have had the most taxing week. Not only physically, mentally, they played twenty seven holes on the Sunday. Like the the mental capacity to get around that golf course is ridiculous. But one thing I would say, mental capacity is ridiculous. But who's the person that's gone through the most? Man, he missed the freaking cut. Didn't play Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, he didn't. But, but ma- mentally, Mac- mate, he's on his ass because he can't perform around there. Yeah, but Ram had to do interviews. He had to do everything. He, he won the whole event. Yeah, but he's also got the adrenaline of winning. I agree, but it would have been very easy for him to go. Yeah, I'm winner. I'm not going now. Yeah, I don't know. So, speaking of Ram, he came out in a, in a recent interview Johnny, at the Johnny RBC Ram. and said he is fully committed. Basically, yep. he he's he's saying that. He was part of this whole elevator event, and he has an obligation to go and play. So, I mean, I'll read you the quote right here because. Is there a parrot in here? What you just said. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't say if you want a better word. You didn't say the actual thing. I didn't say the actual thing, but I just said exactly what you said. <laughs> that he come out and said something that he would. Yeah, but you didn't say the whole thing, it. did you? <laughs> go on. So, it... do you want that? Do you want, me, quote? do you want me to read it? No. It did cross my mind. I made the commitment early in the year. I wanted to honour the commitment. I also, talking to Kelly, I put myself in the shoes of not only the spectators, but all the kids as well. If I was one of the kids, I would want to see the recent Masters champion play, good or bad. It's just why I'm there. Correct. I I, I think Rory's, I honestly think he's dropped a ball and he could get fined up to three million. He's not going to struggle for that, is he? No, but he's got an obligation to play. Of course he does. Of course he does. But we'll bring you all the results from the RBC next week. Let's talk Tech Talk. Now, this, is a, this is an interesting point, and I, I think this is a very, very good point. I actually think more players should do this. Tommy Fleetwood does this, I think, or did do this. He's a Brooks Kepka, made now, isn't he? Yeah, but Brooks Kepka does do this. Yes, and he's um, why I put it in there. Go on, do you want to say it? Or do you want me to say it? No, I was saying he doesn't use any of them. He, he can choose what brand he wants to play with. Yeah, exactly. So the, the the question I've posed is, is there a benefit to not being affiliated to a brand as a pro? Now, the reason I've done that is you look at uh, Brooks Kepka's bag. So a few years back, he went as a free agent. He was with... Taylor I think. Taylor... No, Strixon. He was with Strixon. Well, he's got a Strixon driver yeah, he still, was with, hasn't he? I'm 99% sure he was with Strixon. Sure, he was with because he hits an M2. He hits an M2 three-wood. So... He's now basically got a mixed bag. He's got a Nike three iron in there. He's got Strixon driver. He's got a TaylorMade three wood. He's got a Scotty Cameron putter. I'm gonna say, like, and I think that this could be the way that more people go, especially with the money that's in the game, purely because you can, in essence, put a bag together that suits you. You could have a different brand for every club if you wanted to. Now, obviously, that's a bit of an outlandish thing. You're never gonna do that. But the point being is. Yes, it's great being affiliated to a brand and Roy McIlroy is Mr. TaylorMade, DJ was Mr. TaylorMade. He signed a deal with Cleveland Strixon in 2021. But only for certain clubs. Yeah, though. only for certain clubs. So, But before that, he was a free agent. So, But still, the, the point is valid, is that you want to have something that suits you. So if you if it works better for you having a TaylorMade driver but then Callaway items, go do it. If, especially for the big players I said this before I don't see why the big players don't do it I think it's a massive massive advantage using a club that you like the look of and not having the commitments look at Rory right it took him a few weeks to get used to the uh, yeah. Stealth 2 and to make some changes yeah, because and... 
they get used to looking at a driver. Look at Stenson, he's used the same three wood. Now, the, the basically, the bigger player you are, the more commitment you're going to have because the more teeth TV time you're going to have. Yeah. So they want you to use the most current equipment. Of course. Sometimes I put the new head cover on and sort of try and get away with it that way. Yeah. But on the club count, they'll want the newest driver in there because they want to say Roy McIlroy plays our Taylor Maidstale too. Yeah. So he's Forgiveness. always... He's always under pressure to use it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I, in my opinion, I think a lot more players over the next few years will start to sort of... You see more mixed bags. Yes, I just think you, it's, every company offers maybe something different to your eye. Yeah. To, to your eye, you might like Cleveland wedges. You might like tailor-made irons. You might like tightless driver. You yeah. might like. Well, we've seen that with Rory now, though. Like, even yeah, you might like a putter from Cobra. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all these different things. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more players just use what they like because the money on the PJ Tour is not so big. But on the other hand. It's money. Uh, yeah. Money is money. Yeah, but but one thing I'm going to say is I think the, the the equipment manufacturers are going to start paying less people, just paying paying more for bigger players. Or going down the influencer route, as we've seen yeah, this year, seen we this talked year. about this year. Yeah. Right, that's tip, tip of the week, week before tip. we are finished. Tip, 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 tip of the week, aiming. This is a tip of the week for aiming, Josh. Aiming. Aiming. Right, I'll tell you what, why, and I'll tell you why, because... This is what I think, right? We've talked about John Ram moving the ball left to right. Yes. How many people aim straight and always hit a fade and always miss it right? A lot. Why not just aim it slightly down the left? Because then, as a club golfer, you always hit it straight. Well, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, no, but you are right. It, yeah, what you say I just think right. that, like, and then also, take into account the wind. So if you do play a left to right curve and the wind's off the right, no, it's not going to move as much. So that's the opportunity you can aim straight. Yeah, I think that it comes into people trusting their golf swing. Whether you play a big fade or not, you've got to trust that you're going to hit that same shot every time. Yeah, so what I'd say is like, if you do fade it and you're right-handed, tee the ball up on the right side of the tee. Yeah. Don't put them ever on the left side of the tee. You'll box yourself in, hit the trees like John Ram. Yeah, but it's true though. Like, <laughs> no, it is. It yeah, is. But people do it the other way in that they tee up on the left side of the tee, think it gives them more room, but it doesn't. No. You want to hit across the hole to yeah. fade it back. You want to hit across it to bring it into the biggest space. Yes. I think that's the best way of thinking about it. Very Guys, good tip, mate. Thank you so much for joining me in today's podcast with Joshua Kinder. Uh, yeah. in-house he was going to be in if got me then. No, no, our in-house expert. <laughs> in-house expert I'll tell you that <laughs> that doesn't get the right picks actually too fair in-house I, researcher I can't say that I, you, you've got fair play you you picked Brooks to finish top 5 and did. he did I did so uh, very very good pick so if you want to know who's going to finish top 5 in the PGA Championship coming up in May I'm your man listen here make sure you subscribe to the pod pass the pod and uh, thanks so much for listening we will see you next week